And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on guys? Zach here, and welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. I am ready to share the first of the nine core steps with you today. If you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, you should probably go do that. Uh, Yesterday we went over the nine core steps as an overview, and over the next nine or so episodes, we're going to dive into each one a little bit deeper. There's a couple of them that aren't going to take much explaining, so I might combine a couple, um, and of course, if I get like a, another uh, another idea or something that you know is like working well that I want to share with you guys in between that, I might you know do that with you in the middle of it. But uh, we'll start with number one here today. And um, as I'm recording this, I'm walking down. You might be able to hear the birds chirping behind me, which is really nice. But I'm walking down this really pretty trail in uh, in Carlsbad, California, in about. Um, I don't know, a few days, we're heading over to, heading back to Chicago, which is, we don't really have a home base. Um, I, what, I, what I always tell Ashley is, you know, home is where you and I are. Um, but as far as like, you know, a place, like we don't have a place. We've been traveling full time for almost eight, I think actually eight months now. And uh, so our stuff is in storage. We've got, um, uh, you know, some cars scattered around Um uh, we got two cars. One of one other cars, my parents is driving. They're utilizing it. Another car is basically in storage. And then when we came back to uh, the states for Christmas, we knew that we needed to stay uh, around a little bit longer for some uh, family stuff, and um, and then eventually for a business uh, item that came up. And so we actually bought another car to do that. Um, so we've got the car. We've got a car with us now here. Um, so it's just pretty funny. Like we've got stuff scattered all over the place. We've got stuff. We are like stuff is in storage and we've got some pets that are being taken care of by family (laughs) so um it's pretty funny but we're going to chicago which i guess if we had to pick a home base like if like it would probably be chicago and by had to pick i mean if someone said hey where are you from i would say chicago not where do you want to go back to because uh while a lot of our friends are there um man like as i'm recording this right now it's probably 60 or 70 probably probably 70 and sunny 
and it's beautiful. And um, <laughs> in Chicago, it's actually pretty nice there right now, which is kind of weird. I just looked at the weather today. It's like 49, and it was like partly cloudy. Um, but still, it's, like it's, it's a much different. Like partly cloudy in Chicago is way different than partly cloudy in Southern California. Partly cloudy in, sun, in Southern California is like fluffy clouds with the sun bursting through them. Um, partly cloudy in Chicago is gray mostly cloudy with the sun every once in a while peeking out (laughs) so it's just wild but um i'm excited to go back we're gonna go back for two weeks um i'm in a wedding probably my my top one or two best friends on the on the planet going back for his wedding um even when we were traveling overseas i told him i said i don't care where we are in the world i'll come back for it um so just that actually makes it a little bit easier that we're in california and not you know asia uh but uh so we're excited for that going back for that and then going to spend a little bit of time, you know, hanging out with some people. We've got uh, another good friend and client out there. And then the next week, we're going to be in Michigan, which is where Ashley's parents live. We're going to spend like a week out with them. And then we're going to fly back to California. And we're in the States for, we're not sure, for a little bit longer um, before we head over to Europe. So we're not totally sure. We were planning to head to Europe this, like right after we left the wedding. But... We had a couple of business items. I mentioned them a few, maybe multiple episodes ago. Just a few business items that came up that are going to be a lot easier for us to handle in the states, and so we want to get those handled and then and then automated before we head back out. And so we uh, already booked our flights back to California. We're going to leave our car here, and and then we're going to you know. Uh, uh, you know, rent a place for a few months or whatever, whatever, short-term rental, and then head head out to Europe after that, and then figure out what to do with that car. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's a lot of backstory. I uh, wanted to share some of this nine core step stuff with you guys, and go from there. So, if you remember yesterday, hopefully by now through all that backstory, you have taken the time to stop the episode and go back and listen to the yesterdays if you haven't yet. If you haven't, this is your last warning. I would do so because I'm not going to go over what I went over yesterday. But the first of the nine core steps, the first three, as we talked about, is growing your business. The second three are growing yourself, and the last three are the catalyst. So the first three, growing your business. Number one is showing your presentation. Now, this is number one because it is truly the most important. It is the number one thing that's going, it's the only thing that will grow your business. I mean, you can, number two and three are all about volume, right? And you can't make money without volume in your business, but volume is not that hard. You know, actually none of this is that hard. It's just a matter of doing it. Um, But number one is growing the team. And the way you grow a team is by showing the presentation to people. Now, one thing that a lot of people do, and that I would suggest you not doing, is focusing too much on results, especially in the beginning. I mean, especially, especially in the beginning. What do I mean by beginning? I mean, um, I mean, honestly, if you're not full-time, I would consider that kind of the beginning in this context, okay? So don't really focus that much on your results, on what is like don't focus that much on people getting in the business focus on the action that you're taking that would eventually lead to people in the business why do i say that because most people check results way too soon and they make adjustments they shouldn't make not only that but i think what i, I think actually what i really mean by this is people get stuck in a, in a paralysis by analysis situation because making adjustments is smart all the time. 
But getting stuck in a paralysis by analysis situation is not smart. And what a lot of people will do is they'll justify their lack of action by analyzing their previous action and then not taking forward mo- forward motion action. Okay, you know one of the um, uh, so okay, I'm going to give you an analogy in a second. But before I do, let's just talk about the baseline. You have to have a baseline in your business of some number. Two to five presentations a week at a minimum. Okay, so that means that two to five people on a weekly basis have to see your presentation. And when I say two to five, I mean two to five good ones, not two to five crap ones. Okay, like so if you if your presentation is a video, for instance, you blindly sending it out to people that have no they're not interested in seeing it, like that's not that doesn't count. Two to five presentations is two to five presentations that like they're two to five people that you've had a conversation with and they actually want to see what you've got and they see it. That's a presentation. Doesn't mean that they say they will. Doesn't mean that you sent it. It means that they watched it. If you're doing um, more of like a webinar, like with with one of our recruiting systems, is the is the automated version. Five presentations is five people that showed up and watched the webinar. Now, I didn't say they stayed for the whole thing. I just said they watched it, or at least they attended a piece of it, right? Or a good portion of it. That's that would be one. Now multiply that by five. Now clearly, if you have if you have an automated recruiting system, if you have a leverage thing, like five is a complete joke. But like five is a really good you ask any network marketer, if you showed five presentations a week, good presentations a week, over a multiple month or year period of time, like ask any network marketer who's made it, like if that's good or not. I guarantee you they're going to say yes. So pick a number and stick to it. I'm going to do five a week. I would say don't ever go less than two, but I would personally, if you're if you're doing a video presentation style, I'd go five. And now if you're doing a situation where you have to show stuff in person, like my first company where everything we did was in person, um, you know, two, fine. Um, but if you're doing anything to do with like a video, I'd go five or more. All right. So that's number one. Number two is pick a number that you can sustain. And that can be duplicated. So you if you're a superstar, that's great. Your personal goal can be 10 or 20, whatever. But you don't need to tell people that it's 20. You tell people that it's whatever your team goal is. So let's say you say, if everyone on my team was doing five a week, man, I would be excited, right? Now, first of all, you gotta, you got to understand, like, can everyone on my team do five, right? Or is that a realistic expectation to set based on the strategy that we're that we're using if the answer is no then like you know two is more sustainable because maybe we have to do them in person then choose that number okay so whatever the number is choose it and then never move it so two for instance is the number that you'll hit and anytime someone does more than two they did two plus so if you got a superstar they did 12 that's great. You don't talk about 12. You talk about 2+. plus. Because if you talk about 12, now you've just destroyed what's happening downline on your team. Their mentality is, oh, I thought 2 was good enough. I thought I was a part of the team. I thought I was getting recognized and edified for doing 2. I thought I was a part of the team. I was a player. But now this guy's doing 12, and he's brought up on stage as the superstar. I'm not, as worth, I'm not worth as much as I thought I was. So when someone does 12, you just talk about his 2+. plus. And then in a smaller setting, then you can talk about the stuff you did. But in a big setting, you always talk about the lowest common denominator and the fact that they did more than two. Okay, that was a little bit deeper than I intended to get, but whatever. The point is, pick your number, pick a number that everyone can do, and that would actually be exciting. 
if it, if it was happening and then stick to it yourself and never stop doing it. Never, 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 never stop. It is the most important one. Literally, steps two through nine do not even come close to mattering. Nothing matters if you don't do number one. If you're setting up a funnel, if you're setting up the automated recruiting system through Rebels or you're learning about it through Rebels or whatever, that's great. And I think it's the most effective recruiting system on the planet. Now, when you're building it, it takes some time to set up. Even if you're part of our team and you have the thing already built for you and you just need to kind of do that last little chunk to to make it work for you, it still takes some time. During that time... I would highly, like, not highly, like, like, I, I can't mandate anything, of course, but I would super encourage, super encourage to hit your presentation goal even during that time. So if you're not getting five people to show up for your webinar right now because it's not done yet or because your ad's not working yet or whatever, that's fine. Just figure out a way to go get the other five done. Maybe you do use the warm market a little bit. This is a, it's totally different if you are going warm market, but you're promoting something that can be done online, and you're not telling your warm market to go poach their friends and family, right? So anyway, the point is, no matter where you're at in the business, hit your number, even if you are working on stuff right now, right? That's one of the hardest things to do. Is why most people don't have sustainable growth because they're gonna they're gonna get growth, they're gonna get growth in their team. And when they get growth, they start focusing on their downline instead of on the downline plus their, the thing that initially got them their downline. That's when people stagnate. That's when, that's when like businesses stagnate. For instance, we've got a bunch of stuff operationally to do in MLM Rebels. A ton of it, right? Um, like, we, I would love if we just sold information products and I didn't have to do anything with them once they got sold. But we do. We do like with with running a system like we run. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen, right? So, <clears throat> I could get really caught up in that operational stuff, and sometimes I do. But the thing I always have to remember is I have to keep sponsoring. I got to keep running my stuff. I got to keep making sure that I'm sponsoring people, actually sponsoring people. Otherwise, this whole thing eventually slows down. When the cash flow slows down, that's a problem, right? And if your growth slows down, that's a problem. So no matter what you got going on downline, no matter what you have going on with your your blogs, your funnels, or anything else you're putting together, always do your presentations. It is the most important step for a reason. Okay, I think we can kind of get off this one. Um, but don't stop. All right, do not stop. Uh, I think I think that's about all. I know I had an analogy I wanted to give you today, but... Um, but I don't remember, so <laughs> whatever. But I did think of another one. When you're dealing with the nine core steps, it's kind of like going to a vending machine. If you go to a vending machine, let's say you want to get a Coke, okay? You want to get a Coke, go to the vending machine, and the Coke is a dollar. Oh, cops are coming for me. I don't know if you can hear that, but I got a duck. Um, let's say you go to a vending machine, the Coke is a dollar, and you go to the vending machine, and you only have 90 cents on you, right? You only have 90 cents, so you put 90 cents in the vending machine, and you push Coke. What happens? Nothing. You don't get a Coke, right? Like, you don't get 90% of a Coke. You don't get nine-tenths of a Coke. They don't send you a, a can with and that's 90% full. Like, you get nothing. You either put a dollar in and you get the Coke or you put, or you, or you don't get one. The same thing happens with the nine core steps. You either do them or you don't. And when I say that, 
I don't necessarily mean like what I actually I don't really mean what I just said. You can stair step your way into them, like if you have to, for whatever reason. But ultimately, you're not going to get the results that you think you can get, or think that you that that, that you're not going to get the results that you want until you put the full dollar in, until you do the nine core steps, not the eight core steps. Plus, I'll show the presentation every once in a while. Not the seven and a half core steps, not the five core steps this week and the other four this week. It's the nine core steps every week. So remember, don't try, don't try to cheat the system. You can't cheat, you can't cheat success. You might be able to cheat a human. You may be able to cheat me. You might be able to cheat someone else, but you can't cheat the universe or God or whatever, whatever you believe in. I think there's a universal truth, no matter what you believe in that, that like the world will balance itself. And what you put in is what you get out. And if you try to, if you, if you try to put the 90 cents into the Coke machine and you expect the Coke out, you're going to end up frustrated and you're going to blame the Coke, the, the pop machine, the Coke machine, right? But it's not the Coke machine's fault. Whose fault is it? So remember, don't blame something if we're, in, if, 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 if we're not putting in what we need to be putting in, okay? Put in what it's asking for. Success demands a price, never comes at a discount and you have to pay it cool. All right. So hopefully this made sense. I appreciate you guys spending the time here today, tomorrow, or very soon. We're going to go over step number two. And uh, if you found value in this podcast, do me a favor, leave a review and a rating down below. That would be fantabulous. Um, Leave us a five-star review and a rating. And uh, that would be awesome. If you do that, I'll be your best friend. I also have a bribe for you, but um, I'm not going to tell you what that is right now. So if you do it, you're going to get something really, really amazing. Well, anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today and um, appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you all soon and see you in the next episode. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you.